Hello and welcome again to Singa Parent Speaks. Today we are interviewing Miss Tiny Poe. Yes, that is her name. Tiny <laughs> Poe, very unusual. And she's going to help us walk through her journey as a Singa Parent. Uh, so Tiny, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, what would you say your journey has been in being a single parent? Ah, exciting. Never, never a dull moment, that's for sure. Um, it started um, back in 2004 when he was two years old and I moved from Georgia back to Oklahoma. And then from there, we've been here and it's just been a village raising him with me. So that's always a supportive, you know, a network. Um, he's currently 21. Um, I'm still technically a single parent, although he's a grown man now. But um, I mean, I think we've had good years. And some um, tough years, but mm. I think for the most part, um, it's been a it's been a joyful ride. Mm -hmm. I can say that. Mm -hmm. Would you say there were unique challenges in raising a boy? Oh, absolutely. Um, first, I never thought I would be a parent. Period. And then um, my sister has a daughter, and I was like. No, thank you for a girl. And so I prayed for a boy. Um, the, it, he, he wasn't really challenging when he was younger because he was fun. But as he got older and got his own opinions and thoughts, then it became a little bit more challenging. And then, um, I mean, I do believe at some point it's more difficult for a woman to raise um, a young man into a man. And so that's why I've had my village of coaches and uh, my brother, uncle. So I've always had male support around me to help me raise them. Awesome. So in looking back, um, is there something that you would tell your, uh, your parent self mm -hmm. 10 years ago when your son was 11? Looking back now, what would you be saying to yourself? Um, let him be him. Do not um, try to have him live through my expectations of what I think he should be at 11 or 12 or 13 years old. Um, enjoy him at that time because at some point they will leave home and uh, you don't really know how you're going to react until it gets closer and closer to middle school graduation and then high school graduation being like, okay, what's going to happen next? You know, at some point it's going to be an emptiness. So I would just say, enjoy them, learn from each other, but still be the parent. Don't be the friend. Does that make sense? Okay. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Got it. 10 years ago. Yes. Okay. Now it's not so much as that times have changed with uh, law enforcement just being um, a young black man, driving. Um, we've had some terrifying times. And so um, now it's more having adult conversations about just being careful in how you carry yourself as a, as a young black man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
So what were you, would you say were your most challenging times in raising your son? High school. His high school years were challenging because um, he was growing into, you know, a young man with his own thoughts and what he wanted to do with his future and not so much of what I wanted him to do with his future. You know, for me, it was straight graduation, go straight to college. And he had other plans. And so I had to adapt to those plans. Um, I respected the fact that he told me that. So we didn't waste time and money sending him to a school and then he, you know, not do so well. So high school was more for me a learning experience of um, kind of stepping back and letting him grow into who he's ultimately at some point going to become. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you had arguments over his vision and your vision of what his future should look like? And how did you handle those? I wouldn't call them arguments. I would call them intense conversations <laughs> and um, emotional conversations. And they were, um, they were life altering, honestly, because I had to come to the conclusion it's not my life, but I can still be supportive. Um, so uh, he has definitely come into his own thoughts and opinions about himself that I had to come to terms with. Mm -hmm. And so we're good right now. I still want him to continue to go to school, but I, I've learned that there are things he has to learn out in the world before he realizes, okay, I may need to go on and do something else, get a little bit more education. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about dating. How did you handle that during uh, the time that you were raising your son? And how did you handle it? But more importantly, how did he handle it? Well, in the beginning, it was kind of non-existent just for fear of the perception of having a man coming in and out of the home. As he got older, I'm talking about 10, 11, um, it became a little bit more steady because it was one person. And it was difficult in the beginning, I think, for him and not because he thought someone was trying to replace his father. I just think it was difficult um, receiving direction from someone other than his mom. And, uh, but as he got older, it didn't, it wasn't so much of an issue because more conversations were had. We've had open conversations about dating, not only my dating life, but his dating life. Um, so it makes it easier when you're able to have those open conversations. It was never a point where I was trying to replace anyone, but I also understood I can't be just his mom forever. So it was a progress. Okay. Um, tell me uh, about typically in the life of a single parent, they move multiple times during the life of their kids. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that journey for you. Um, actually, we've moved very little. 
And what I mean by that is he was born in Georgia. We left Georgia when he was two. And we got here, moved in with my mom for about maybe six months. I got a job. And then we moved into some apartments. And from there, we stayed there probably about a year, year and a half. Then we moved into some others. And then there were some condos that I just wanted, I had to live in. And so when he was about, I guess, eight, we moved into them and we've been there ever since. And he's now 21. Okay. So we didn't move around a lot because I do believe in stability for children as much as possible. Sometimes it's not in um, a parent's control whether they can stay or go. Mm -hmm. But I was fortunate enough to where we didn't have to move around a lot. Mm -hmm. And would you say that your job situation as well was pretty stable? Because that's Absolutely. usually an issue for a lot of parents as well. Absolutely. Um, I was fortunate enough to be somewhere for the majority of his young life. So we were stable in that whole situation. And um, yeah, we were definitely blessed in that area. So I was able to do things for him that I wanted to do. Football, basketball, just extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. So, and again, even with the help of my job, I still had a village of people helping me as well. Mm -hmm. If I had to work or I had to go on a business trip, I had family and friends that was supportive that made sure he did not miss a beat with school, sports, or whatever the case may be. What would your advice be to other single moms that are raising boys? We know that there are extremely unique challenges mm -hmm. for mothers that are raising boys. What would be your uh, what would be some advice, tips, and tricks that you would give them? Well, definitely my first advice would be don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for advice because you are a female raising a, a boy. And so just hormones in general are different than yours. And so um, it's okay to ask for advice. Um and two, don't be afraid to have open conversations with him about being vulnerable because most boys grow up um, with the stigma of don't cry or don't show emotions. I think it's very important that a, a young boy is able to be open enough to do that. And as a mom, we should embrace that. And I think when we do, as he gets older, he would be more respectful of women um, because he's able to express himself. Um, my other piece of advice, have a village. Have people in your life that support not only him, but you as well. Because there are times you need a break for yourself. And it's don't feel guilty taking that break. Mm -hmm. You know, don't feel guilty if you need a weekend to yourself. And he's with grandma, granddad, or aunts and uncles, or just girlfriends in general. Mm -hmm. So, um and then enjoy each other because one, no day is promised, but two, they grow up. They eventually grow. You don't want them to, but <laughs> they grow up and they leave home. So enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. Definitely enjoy the ride. Uh, now, Tiny, I know that um, for some moms who have not had the opportunity to take the time to learn to understand their boys. Do you 
do you have any um, just nuggets that you've learned along the way mm -hmm. uh, that you'd like to impart to other single moms? I think because I grew up in a family that express ourselves. We say, I love you all the time, just getting off the phone. Um, we're pretty tight knit. We take care of our mom. I think because I grew up with that, it's easy for me to open up my arms to them and um, let them know it's okay to be upset, to be vulnerable, to cry, um, to be confused, to not know, and to ask questions. Um, because it's, it's a hard world out there for young boys of all races, but unfortunately, even more so for boys of color, whether it be black, Hispanic, you know, Asian, it's just a little bit more difficult. And so I think they need a little bit more love, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay that we give them that, show them that, but also at the same time, try to raise them to be strong, independent individuals that speak up for themselves in a respectful manner. Mm -hmm. Now, single parenting always comes with the other parent. Can you, Tell us how you've navigated that uh, journey with your son and um, and his dad. Well, it was pretty much non-existent um, from the time I left Georgia. Um, it wasn't any hard feelings or anything or any animosity. It just wasn't communication. And it wasn't a situation where I pressed the issue. I just went on about my life as a parent. As Jabari got older, um, I realized the hatchet needed to be buried because I, I didn't live with any um, anger. And so I felt the need to express that. So actually, as of Maybe two months ago, I, I talked to his dad and told him I forgive him for everything. And that what's most important is our child. And um, he thanked me for that. And I told my son that I forgave his dad and that, you know, life is too short to hold on to grudges that we can't control. There are things in our lives that happen that we can't control but we don't need to hold on to them for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely better, but it was never bad, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. How did your son navigate not, um, not having his dad around, not, um, not having a relationship per se? How did, how did he navigate uh, those waters and how did you help him through it? Well, I can tell in some of his more adolescent years, he was a little angry, sad, lonely. And um, I'm sure as most single moms do, I overcompensated a lot trying to be both mom and dad. Um, 
But then at some point I realized that it's not going to help. So it was just having open conversation and asking him, how does he feel not having his dad in his life and letting him be angry or be upset or be sad. Um, but I've always assured him that his dad loves him. Even if he doesn't talk to him, even if he doesn't see him, he still loves him. So there were some tricky waters at some points in his life, but I think for the most part, he's not angry anymore. He's not angry anymore. That's good. And so how would you, what would you share with the single mom out there that's raising an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, that is expressing their their stress or their frustration in very negative ways, uh, what would what would be some helpful tips? Don't be afraid of therapy for one. Do not be afraid for not only for you to talk to someone, but for your child to talk to someone. Um, Sometimes they're more comfortable talking to someone else that is not associated with us mm -hmm. and they feel it's more of a safer space. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't worry about the stigmatism that people put on people going to therapy. We all need therapy at some point and we all get therapy at some point in the form of our best friends, our family or whatever the case may be. Also, just um, to me, just sit down and talk to them and ask them how they're feeling and why are they feeling that way? And what is it that you can do to help them feel better? Because we always want to try to fix things. We know we can't, but we do our best to try. But I think as long as we have open dialogue with them and say, what is it that I can do to help you feel better? That makes them feel better and they're more open. But definitely don't be afraid to talk to someone because it's stressful being a single mom. It's stressful. Some days it's depressing. Sometimes it's lonely. And you need someone to talk to. And um, for your own sanity, do that. Whether it's a therapist, whether it's a friend, um, whether it's a coworker, someone you trust. Just don't be afraid to talk. You got to let it out. Support groups. Support groups. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Tiny, you and I both know that um, men, males, think and process differently to females. Um, as female, we are always trying to, like you said, fix, uh, make people feel good. Right. Um, do what we can. Mm -hmm. How did you navigate that journey with your son? Um, and are are there any are there any things that are there things that you would say were distinctly different that you dealt with all the time between male and female? Um, I would say he's not as emotional as I may be, and. Um, He's more black and white. I'm gray, you know, and um, I'm learning to accept that in his world. If he says, mom, I'm good. I'm learning to accept that he's good, whatever his good may be. 
Um, but the processing of things, as you said, mentioned are totally different because um, I, I see the way he looks or I see a certain look on his face and I'm like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he's like, mom, I'm good, nothing, I'm fine. And so you have to learn to back off at that point. So um, I think just giving them their space to develop into who they are, I think it ultimately helps the dynamic of the mother-son relationship. So I never wanted to be that overbearing, even though I was a helicopter mom for a long time. But I've gotten better. I've gotten better because I trust him more and he trusts me more. I think that's something that's that's, uh, very important. Let's talk about discipline. Mm. As a mom uh, and a son, um, how did you handle disciplining your son? That was difficult. It was, to be honest, almost non-existent. Um, The normal go to your room, depending on the age, uh, write lines, you know, I'll never do it again. It was really difficult. He wasn't a bad child for one, but he was, you know, mischievous like most boys. But I will admit that was an area that wasn't my strong suit. It wasn't my strong suit. Um, But I think as he got older and saw the disappointment of what he was doing and my face, it kind of helped him straighten up in certain areas. Um, He, um, he's good at reading me like I'm good at reading him. And sometimes I didn't have to say much, but I will admit a lot of other discipline came from my sister or my brother or just other people, because sometimes I just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. or how to do it. Cause it was new to me. I've never been in this situation before. I'm the oldest, but the, the last one to have a child. And so I had to go to other people and ask, how did you handle this? What do you think I should do? So that's why it's important to have a village to mm-hmm. ask questions because you're going to encounter situations you've never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say you were more of a permissive mom or would you say your style of, of discipline was more in communication and negotiations? Communication and negotiations, okay. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I didn't get disciplined corporally really when I was young, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just never something I was really comfortable doing. And I, I don't know, I've always believed that you can talk to someone and a child to me, no matter really what age they are. And they understand um, what you're talking about and they understand the dynamics of what's going on. And I've learned as he's gotten older, there, when I talk, it looks like it's going in one ear and not the other, but there are some nuggets he's actually kept. So that I'm proud of that part. So tell me, what was the most rewarding part of parenting? For me, 
him showing his love for other people because that's just the family I grew up in. That's the stock I grew up in, showing love for other people, taking care of other people. And when he sees someone in need, he immediately helps them and he comes to me for help for that person. He's bought me two additional sons that I never knew that I knew I wanted three boys, but I had them. I just didn't birth them all. And so that makes me very proud that he is willing to help others. What are some of your fondest memories uh, in growing up with your son? I think when he mainly when he was younger and he just hugged me without reservation and said, I love you no matter who was around. I miss that. But now, even as an adult, we say we love each other every single day. That's great. And I think that that helps me throughout today. Mm-hmm. It helped me throughout the day that even if he decides to leave the nest, I still have him a little bit. I really appreciate the time that we spent here today and you sharing some nuggets and some thoughts of uh, growing up with your son. Um, I know that balance is real, uh, especially a mom raising a boy. Um, I know you've spent quite a bit of time as well in educating yourself Mm -hmm. about how boys think and how they process. And tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm a book nerd. So uh, when I had free time, I would go to the library or to Barnes and Nobles and just read up on males and raising young boys and getting that um, verbal education from my uncles who gave me nuggets about raising boys. And so I just took it all in because I want him to be the best version of him, but I want to be a part of him being that best version. So just like with anything you want to master, you have to study. And I studied it as much as I possibly could. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to many more conversations. Absolutely. Many more adventures of being a single mom. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for joining us today. And you guys having a great rest of the day.